Hello there. Welcome along to the podcast. Thank you for hitting on the button. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations, better quality uh, than my voice work this morning. Uh, check out B&O Cheltenham though, on Twitter and Instagram for the latest equipment, be it Bang Olufsen or other bespoke solutions. They may be able to offer you the home entertainment systems. June the 21st, still a way off. Maybe good to get some audio systems. Uh, I was chatting to a guy actually in the uh, coffee shop at Sky Sports yesterday, an Italian chap who's hoping to get home in the summer with everything that's going on in the world for a, a holiday vacation. But he was talking about the importance of music. He puts it on in the cafe because it's relatively quiet, as you can imagine, at Sky Sports Studios at the moment. And he's talking about the sort of uh, the life-boosting benefits of music and joy and how they've brought people back from sort of comatose situations and various wonders of the effect of it upon us. And certainly some good equipment to blast it out from Bang Olufsen would certainly augment that. And on the subject of health, music's obviously part of that. Socialising is part of that, isn't it? We're looking forward to that in, in terms of our well-being. Longevity is pegged to that. But if you would like to optimise your immunity, um, just sort of polish off those last little uh, bits, then we certainly believe in Cytoplan food-based supplements. My father, Dr. Mark Draper, nutritionist and consultant. He's obviously a general practitioner, doctor, former anaesthetist as well, working in hospitals. But he certainly believes in Cytoplan's range, trying to top up what's perhaps missing, particularly in the UK soil, in terms of trace elements like selenium, zinc, zinc, which you've heard mentioned with COVID-19 at this time of year is winter just bites back a little bit overcast and cold out there today in Cheltenham in the west of England. It's good to have that vitamin D3 as well, the vitamin D3, you may call it if you're listening to this in America or Australia. Uh, but uh, Immune Complete 2 is a supplement I take from Cytoplan. There is a whole raft of them available at cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co. .uk and you can have 30% off your initial purchase, 10% thereafter with the discount code DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero and the capital letter R. Now this is a little teaser podcast, actually I think it's about half an hour, not far off that, but it's with a guy that I've interviewed for Sky Sports, Fabian Edwards, not far from here up the M5 in Birmingham, fighter coming off the feet in September and just feeling frustrated because of uh, the layoff due to the complications of the pandemic. He's a Bellator fighter, that organization primarily operating out of Connecticut in the USA at the moment. And there's complications with, with getting out to the States. Although his brother who fights in the UFC, who's on an eight uh, fight winning streak, Leon Edwards, a couple of years older at 29, he fights uh, coming up uh, the weekend, next weekend in the UFC against a guy called Bilal Mohammed after a turbulent time that's included a tough bout of COVID-19 and not having a fight for not far off two years. It'd be two years this summer. So we talked to Fabian about his situation, about his brother Leon, how he's recovered from COVID, how he's going to strike again for the title, hopefully take on a guy called Kamara Usman in the welterweight division in UFC. But just a rounded chat. And it's a funny one because in this world of Zoom, he had uh, one little toddler, his girl there, and then his little boy arrived mid-interview. And this is just the things that, that you deal with. We've got great access through, I suppose, the wonders of Zoom and Microsoft Teams. But yeah, people's lives are real. They're in the midst of it where they're trying to do interviews. So it's, it's always fun. But here he is, uh, Fabian Edwards, speaking to Sky Sports. And you can see a series of MMA videos on this nature, including the clips here with Fabian on the Sky Sports YouTube page. Thank you, guys. Hope you enjoy this. Okay, brilliant. What's your little girl's um, name? Sorry, Fabian. Amelia. Amelia. Oh, that's a yeah, lovely name. Amelia. Lovely. Thank you. Brilliant. 
you happy to you happy to record buddy we'll talk a little bit obviously about your situation your brother and i might ask you at the end if it's right to ask about adesanya blahovic as well your take on that maybe at the weekend. yeah okay yeah that's fine brilliant okay so you happy mark so go yeah yes mate whenever you're ready cool i'll count down yeah. from five and then um i'll bring uh, fabian in okay Hello there, welcome to another Mixed Martial Arts conversation for Sky Sports. Very pleased to say we have Bellator middleweight fighter Fabian Edwards uh, joining us. And now, Fabian, great to see you. I know your, your little girl Amelia is just nudging into view as well. Yeah. How are you doing? How are you all doing? Uh, we're all right, you know. Um, yeah, just been enjoying family time. You know, the weather's starting to kick up a little bit. So we're going to go out in a minute and just enjoy a bit of the weather. Yeah, very surreal. We were just um, speaking before we started recording. It's been six months since we spoke to you before the Costello Van Steenis fight. Yeah. How have you have you reflected upon that? It's incredible that it's six months. And I suppose frustrating that you haven't been able to maybe put things right after after that defeat. Yeah, definitely been frustrating. You know, I've been I've been asking Bellator for, for the rematch. You know, um, I've been asking for another fight. So it's frustrating sitting on the sideline, especially when you're not injured and I'm I'm fresh and ready to go. You know, but um, I've been in the gym. I've been I've been working hard. You know, trying to correct whatever mistake that went wrong on that night, and just moving forward. To be honest, yeah, it was a split decision, wasn't it? It wasn't a clear cut, overwhelming defeat. What were the key elements of it? Was it just making the use of the time you have in the cage? Was that the, the big lesson? I think the big lesson is just um, I realized even my team was saying as well. A lot of these guys, when when we go in there in the first couple of minutes, a lot of them are the nervous to exchange with me, but because I allow them to get into the fight, they gain confidence, you know what I mean? So I just learned a lesson that I need to go out there and just put the pressure on these guys and, yeah, and, and that's it, you know, just stop starting too slow. I'm too relaxed. That's, that's <laughs> my problem, I swear. I'm, I'm walking in the cage, I'm relaxed. I'm in the cage, I'm relaxed. So it's like, it's good to a certain, to a certain part of it, but there's something that I need to be like, you're in a fight now, you're not just having a sparring match, you need to kick it up and... I've learned from that. Do you think you prefer, will prefer five round fights when you get to that? Is that, is that something that you have more time to, to feel your way in? Perhaps because three rounds, any key move can be significant, can't it? And there's not that much time in, to, to get ground back if you've, if you've suffered a takedown or a big hit. Yeah, probably. I'd probably be a better, um, is that my brother? My, my brother performed best, best in five rounders, you know what I mean? But yeah, I think it's just like changing stuff in the camp as well, you know, just being able to go out there from the get-go pushing the pace but i got a good team around me so it's not like i'm going to come back and be the same guy you know what i mean especially it's been six months and i've been in the gym constantly so i'm definitely going to come back and people will see that improvement yeah we look forward to having you back you're still only 27 as, as yeah. well what do you think your next step is because the pandemic is difficult to, to plan too far ahead isn't it is there an opportunity yeah. to get over to the states or is that avenue cut off at the moment um i'm trying to i'm trying to get over there I'm trying to get the visa sorted out and everything so yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's just the problem. What's up, brother? That's just the problem, you know what I mean? So we're trying to sort that out. But as soon as I can sort that out, the sooner I'll be over there. One of my teammates has signed up. Um, he signed for his match against Aaron Pico. Mm. So, yeah, I'm just trying to make sure. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to join the same boat that he's in as well. Who's fighting Aaron Pico, sorry? That's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? A big challenge. Yeah, yeah Aiden, Aiden Lee. Yeah. He got a good knockout last time on... Um, and uh, the the Milan card, yeah, yeah, he got, he got a good knockout. So yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a great fight for him. Big fight. And the, com the company Bellator's announced the ranking system for each division. Will, will that help give, bring clarity to it? Do you feel in your plans and your ambitions? 
Yeah, I think it will, you know. I think it will for a lot, for a lot of people, though. <laughs> My son's came in. Yeah, son, really Sorry. But yeah, yeah right. I think it will. I think it will for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Hello. He's heard, he's heard. But yeah, well, oh, um, nice. that's, that's going to that's be good for a lot of people. Just to give you a sense of where you are and where you need to be, is that is that right? Because sometimes it can be a little bit vague, it? Yeah, I think it's like, because they've been releasing like um, different um, weight division on social media. Hmm. Like, um, if they don't put me in that in that five, I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be <laughs> screwing. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. yeah. But we'll see though. I reckon. I reckon I'm in top ten. I've had, I've had um, six fights in Bellator total. And I'm like five and one. So, yeah. But I can't wait. It'd be interesting to see where to put everyone. We're still waiting for those official rankings at the time of recording. But if you had to pick the top five, obviously you want to be in it. Who else would be there? Minus Gegard Mousasi as the champion, I believe. I reckon they'll have um, Costello in there. Okay, you've done the last one in Bellator. The last one? Yeah, you've done the last one. Um, I don't know. You know, probably like John Salter in there as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and whoever else. I don't really know. Lima like, be there as well. Yeah. Oh, no, Lima won't be in there. He's a welterweight, mm. so... I don't think he'll come back to middleweight either, you know, no. after... No, I, don't, I think he'll just stay at welterweight now. Okay, that's interesting. We'll see what Douglas Lima does. Do you have any opponents in mind at the moment, or is it just a case... You know, what is the what is a desired opponent? Is it a dangerous opponent? Is it a challenging opponent, or is it just someone to get active again at the moment? No, it's um anyone, you know what I mean? But I'd, I'd like to have one of, one of the names that Bellator considers big, you know, um, the likes of um, John Salter. That'd be a good one. Um, um, me, I don't know his name, Van Zandt. I just call him Van Zandt. I want to know him by his miss, through his missus. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I Van Zandt. Yeah. yeah, so I want to know him as Mr. Van Zandt. I don't even know his name properly. So, I'd like to have that match because I think he's 10 and 0. So, that'd be the perfect one. Great stuff. Great um, this weekend sees your brother return to the cage um, by the time we, we put this out. A really frustrating year for him. Cancelled bouts, yeah. COVID as well. Had a controversy with the UFC over, over rankings. Yeah. Uh, what movie is, it? is there an air of relief around him to get back in? Yeah, there is. You know, like with this fight, it was just like rather than sitting on the, on the um, sideline with the, the land matchup, he just, needed, he just needed to get back in. It's come, it's coming up to like two years now that he hasn't had a fight. You know, when he's had matches booked, um, he's had like four matches booked, and um, and and they've all been cancelled due to this this COVID thing. You know what I mean? So it's good to see him in there. He flew out. He flew out this morning. So yeah, he's looking sharp. Yesterday in his last training sessions, he's looking really good, man. So I can't wait to see his performance. What was the frustration level like for for him over the past few months? And has he been able to focus? I know you've been training together. Has he been able yeah. to, I guess, be philosophical? Yeah, yes. You know, like he's got the same mentality as me to a certain extent. Where it's like, if you can't control something, there's no point stressing about it. You know what I mean? So he's just focused on what he could focus on, and that is just being fit, being sharp, and and just being ready. So yeah, I didn't really. He was. He, he, he was he was pissed off for the one day, but he wasn't. He never allowed it to affect him for long. He just moved on from it. It's interesting. Is the, the guy he was supposed to fight, Kamzat Chimiev? There's reports that he perhaps has retired from MMA. 
yeah. because, of, because of the COVID complications he's had. And, and your brother had it very difficult way, didn't he? Which is, we yeah. don't expect that with elite athletes, but he lost a stone of weight. How concerning was that, that process? Yeah, it's very concerning. You know, he came back in the gym and he tried to um, tried to see how how he could cope with it, and it just it affected his lungs and everything, but not to mm. the extent that it's um affected Kazma, You know, so obviously he's a serious he's a serious um virus, and it's affecting a lot of people differently. But I don't think Kazma has has retired. I think he's just doing it for attention, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and what what do you make of the opponent, Bilal Mohammed, coming in at, at late notice, for February the thirteenth, so it's a month before. This fight. Yeah. What are the pros and cons of that? I suppose there's a level of momentum, but but maybe fatigue at, at some point. I think yeah. Obviously, you're coming off a of camp, so you're going to be um, you're going to be fit. You know what I mean? So it's not like he's underprepared, but his leg got his leg got chewed up in that fight as well. His um lead leg or something like that. So when 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 you get leg kicks like calf calf kicks like that, you don't recover like after a few weeks. It takes. Mm takes a while to recover so I think his body will be a bit knocked up that'll be the cons but I think, uh, think his the pro in his head is going to be he just want to fight he's fit and he's got nothing to lose in a sense you know what I mean so yeah yeah unanimous victory over Diego Lima for him I suppose from your brother's perspective though he's seen him in action very recently and when fighters talk about having time to make adjustments there's not much time for him to oh, make no, adjustments no. is there Nah, there's no adjustment to be made. You know what I mean? I think in his head, he's just going to be focusing him on getting fit. You know what I mean? So he hasn't got time to adjust to anything. He's just going to focus on getting fit and come in there and, and try to give it a go. But my brother is too, he's too much for him. Way too yeah, much for him. What do you make of Bilal? Do you feel that he's, you know, gritty, got an iron chin, but is he, is he limited in terms of all-round game compared to your brother? Yeah. All-round, he hasn't got punching power. You know what I mean? So he tried breaks guys by... By just wearing on them with the pressure of strike into the wrestling, so, but we don't really see much. Like, when when you've been in the gym with with somebody, you know what they they made of, you know what I mean? And like like I say yesterday, my brother done five, I think five five minutes, and we had two guys, me and somebody else on him, along with doing pad work, along with doing other stuff between, and he had us, and we was and we was and we was feeling the effect, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that that goes to show. What what um conditioning is in? So it doesn't matter what the lab bring, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, those lungs fully fully fit again, then are they? Sounds yeah, like fully, it. they're fully fit. They are fully fit. So it's gonna be good to see um to see in action. Well, that's really good to to hear that he's he's healthy as well. Um, what did you make of his UFC rankings controversy as well? I know Leon called it childish at the time, but said it was it was business. There's Quite a lot of politics and, and sometimes a soap opera to the UFC, isn't there? Maybe compared to Bellator. What, what, what did, how did Leon process all that? He was just like, I don't know. He was just ridiculous. You know what I mean? He couldn't even process this too much. He was just like, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I seen it as we're going to twist your hand to get our way. Mm. You know what I mean? Because there's been guys that have been in the UFC and they took two years out. You know what I mean? Like they just didn't want to fight. Whereas my brother had fights booked and they've been cancelled. So it's a different story. You know what I mean? And they never got removed from the rankings. So the fact that they've done that was they just done it to, to say, okay, don't this fight. We're gonna we're gonna do something so you have to have the fight, you know what I mean? So it's just like it's just one of those ones, you know, like you either take you either take it or or you don't sort of thing. Mm, yeah, certainly so. And beyond this, I know Leon's a, a professional, be focused on Bilal Mohammed, but people have talked about Colby Covington as, as the fight they want to see. What, what's his take on the, the possible opponent after this one? 
he's just looking on on that championship fight. You know what I mean? Like Kobe could have stepped in, and Kobe's talking crap. <laughs> like it's what it's, it's weird because I find it so weird. Like the number two won't fight the number three, especially mm. when the number three is on an eight fight winning streak, and but he would happily fight Tyrone Tyrone Woodley at the time when he was on like a two or three fight skid. It just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So. He's turning around saying, I ain't fighting him. Why am I going to fight him? Like, he's number three, that's why. He's, I mean, he's got, he's got like the second longest winning streak in the UFC. Why would he not fight him? You know, but it seems like the welterweight division is turning into like, it's, I don't know. I don't know what the name is for it, but none, none of the top guys want to fight the top guys. Um, guys are calling out number 10 guys because they got a bigger name. You know what I mean? Rather than just fighting and just fighting the right guys, they want to fight people for just the money's sake. Is that where the UFC should should have an influence over it and say, no, it's about rankings, it's about caliber, not about profile? Yeah, the UFC shouldn't allow these guys, especially if it's like number one versus number two, number three versus number two or whatever. You should say, mate, you're fighting him? What, what do you mean you're not going to fight him? Yeah, I mean, if it's mm. a guy that's like number 15, you understand that. But a guy that's a guy like my brother that's, that's on the winning streak that he's on, how can he turn that fight down for yeah. no reason? You know what I mean? For no reason. Like, how is he? How is Colby going to get a title fight? How? After beating Woodley. Woodley's finished. Woodley, <laughs> Woodley's finished, man. I, I don't say that about a lot of fights, but Woodley's finished. So, I don't see how he thinks he's going to get a title fight after beating Woodley. And would you be confident your brother winning the title, beating the champ? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, since that loss, it's crazy because people say, oh, he lost against Wood, um, Usman. But that was like six years ago. Mm. And I mean, and the improvement that he's made since then, it's, it's shown in his performance because he's been undefeated since then. You know, even even Usman himself said um, Leon was the toughest fight, you know what I mean, that he'd had. So mm. it's like all of these things, it, it just goes to show like the level that my brother is at, even what, back what, then. What's the adjustments he's made, you feel, that would, would beat Usman this time around in terms of his... It's his, his, it's his, it's his wrestling and using his overall game. When he went to that fight, he went into it with a mind frame of, I need to stop takedowns and strike, rather than, I, I got takedowns as well. I got, you know what I mean? So he's improved a lot in his um, in his takedowns, and and just mixing it, and just mixing it up, rather than just being a one-dimensional fighter. Now he's coming and he's threatening in in all areas. Yeah, it's all-round fighter. Then that's the, the key, is it? That's the evolution of the MMA fighter, I suppose. Yeah, a lot of guys, but you know, for, compared to the back of day, um, back of day fighters. Some guys go in there, you know what they're gonna do. You know what I mean? But nowadays you have to have everything. Even like the best wrestlers, they can't just come out and just shoot for the takedown because they get that stopped. They have to come out and try strike to get the takedowns. You know what I mean? So that's that's the way to get the sports going. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Well, we wish Leon the, the best of luck in his match. Quickly, yeah. I did want to ask you about the UFC middleweight champion Israel Adesanya stepping up to light heavyweight to take on the champion there, Jan Blahovic. Yeah. What's, your, what's your take on this? How big a challenge for Adesanya with all his skills to go up that 20 pounds? How big a gap is that? It's going to be, it's going to be big, especially if they get into an exchange because going up by that much, they hit differently. You know what I mean? Like, and when they're grappling with them as well, to move that amount of weight off you, if not used to it, you can have um, an effect, you know, and you, you punch, you don't have the same effect as well. But if he can do what he done against Costa in the, ten, in the sense of move, hit, move, hit, then he'll win the fight. But 
if mm. Jan comes out, and I think Jan, because he's on that momentum, he's done like, I think like eight, eight, five winning streak now, plus winning the title, Jan, he's going to come out with that mind frame of can beat this guy. So I, I think he's going to go forward and, um, and, and, and engage with, with Israel. And I think Israel has to use his movement and timing to, to just pick him off. Because if he, if he gets involved in the exchange, I don't think he can eat too many of those shots from a light heavyweight that hits hard as Jan. How, how would you approach that weight gap if you, if you well, well, ask in a second if you'd ever consider it. <laughs> no, like, that, that jump, because you, you wouldn't want to just go in there super big, would you? Because you have to be naturally, and that's, that is what, in yeah. English money, that's a stone and a half. It's quite a lot of weight to suddenly put on, isn't it, to your, to your frame? Yeah, it's like, it's like doing what John Jones done. He's done it the right way, or he's doing it the right way. He's took his time out. He's trying to, he's trying to walk around at that weight and feel, and feel what it's like. like it's, diff it's different, even... Like me being heavy and going for a run and stuff like that, you can just feel it, you know what I mean? Mm. So you'd have to just take your time, but slowly filling out that frame, getting bodies in the gym that's that's going to be light heavyweight. Because even trying to grip some of these guys, <laughs> they're huge. You know what <laughs> I mean? We've got one or two light heavies in our gym, and I try to pick them up. And even if I pick them up, their feet still touching the floor because they're so tall. Mm. You know what I mean? So you have, to, you have to make sure you get the right preparation for it and the right bodies. Yeah, because the, the weight limit's 205, but presumably those guys come fight night are going to be, what, 225, maybe something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Israel ain't going to come in. He's going to come in 205. We ain't going to rehydrate to a lot, you mm. know what I mean, compared to, compared to what Jan's going to come, come up, um, rehydrate to. Will Stalbender have a speed advantage, do you think, Israel, in that fight? He definitely have a speed advantage, but it's, it's if his punch going to have the same effect, you mm. know what I mean? If, he, if he's going to be able to touch him and... And and cause much damage with it, you know. You need, a, um, you, need a, you need a deterrent, do you? Particularly against the bigger guy. Wait, sorry. You need a you need a deterrent. You need to yeah. put, even, even if it's not knockout power, it's something to stop them coming forward. Yeah, especially like his movement is great. You know, I mean, Israel is like one of the best strikers to ever um, enter the UFC. His movement's great and his distance control is great, but he's fighting a guy that's tall and big as him as well. It's not like he's he's short and. And he can keep him long, mm. you know. And Yan, and Yan looks like the type that, like I say, he's, he's on a eight-five winning streak and he's won the title, and he's fought all these guys. So he's got all that belief in himself as well. So it's gonna be a tough fight for Izzy. Yeah. How does Jan Blahovic uh, sort of approach it? Do you feel will he have a sort of pride and an ego when it, when a guy steps up a division? Do you want to sort of stamp your authority on it early in the fight? I think so, and I think like it being such a big fight for him, he's not gonna do what Costa done. You know what I mean? You seen Costa saying he 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 drunk a bottle of wine. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Alex. <laughs> <laughs> bottle of wine, you know. But anyways, he's not gonna do the um standing and watching thing. You know, I think as Israel throw, he's gonna look to exchange with him as well. And if Israel, I can't see Israel stopping him. If 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 Israel gonna win, it's gonna be a five round touch move, using the move and just pointing. If Yang gonna win, I see it being a round three or four stoppage. Okay, then just keep on pressuring and pressuring. But yeah, that that'll be my prediction for that one. You, you predict Blahovic to win? No, no. I want is I want Izzy to win. Mm. You know what I mean? If, if I'm gonna go with anyone, because I'm a fan of Izzy, I'll stay with Izzy. But if Jan was going is going to win, I think it would be the later round. But I'm gonna stay with Izzy because I'm a fan of his work. Yeah, good stuff. Well, I can't wait for for that one as well what about your i mentioned your potential 
yeah. as, as a big guy, would you ever consider that move? Do you think there needs, does there need to be a stepping stone weight division in MMA, MMA between middleweight and light heavy? Is that, is that too big a gap in one bounce? Yeah, it's like that with, with a few other weight divisions, though, but I don't know why they seem like they don't want to they don't want to put another weight division in. You know what I mean? But I would, because there have been times I've walked around at 100 kgs. You know what I mean? I, and I fight at 84, so... so that's 220 but, pounds, is it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. That's how I, that's how I walk around sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it wouldn't be like the weight advantage for me. It, um, not even the striking wouldn't be. It would be more so the grappling. Because like I'm saying, when they exchange it with these guys, to pick them up and move them, you'll have to make sure you prepare the right way for them. Yeah. Yeah. Light heavy is quite a hot division in Bellator, it seems, doesn't it, with the signings that have been made? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 defo, defo. That, that, that tournament, <laughs> that tournament's fire. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. Hopefully, I'm on one of the cards. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Who do you think wins that, the, the uh, light heavy tournament? I think it might be, I think the champion might, you know, if I'm honest. I don't yeah. think, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Yoel or, um, or, or Rumble. I mm. think that, that champion is good. He's very good. Nemkov. Yeah. Yeah, very good, man. He, used, he uses all his weapon good as well. And his wrestling mixed with his striking as well. So that can be, that can be an interesting to- tournament. What about Gegard Mousasi? Is that the ultimate goal for you? Potentially as a legend of the sport? Yeah, definitely. Like my, co- my coach asked that the other day and I said, if I could, I would. If I could do it now, I would. I really would. I, I would step in. But um, hopefully I haven't retired by the time it's my turn to have a crack at the title and I can I can go in there and, and, and show him, you know, so hopefully he doesn't retire. Yeah, did you learn stuff from the Lima fight against Musassi that he did cause him some trouble with the kicking, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Musassi, he goes at one pace. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't explode, you know, like, even if he's losing, I seen his fight against Sam Lovato, he still just goes at the one pace. You know, like, some fights they'll explode into the work, but it doesn't, you know, and even though, like, um, Costello is from the same gym as him and, and he won the split decision, none of that stuff affected me. You know what I mean? Like, it affected me at the time. But now, w- once you lose, you kind of realise no one cares about, about you, if that makes sense. Because, like, none of my, my teammates cared at the time, but at the moment, it's up to me to make the right, the right um, decision to how I move forward, you know? So, yeah. Well, Fabian, we look forward to the announcement on your next fight. Really appreciate your time, especially with a full house of toddlers. I know. Thank you <laughs> Sorry for Sorry about that. No, no, no. This is the life. This is the pandemic life and stuff at the moment. Yeah. We're, all, we're all living it. But we appreciate your time, mate. And we hope to see you out fighting soon and hope to speak to you again soon. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, that was uh, an interesting interview. Love speaking to Fabian. Appreciate his time. Uh, he kind of had a couple of toddlers running around, different things, and, and sort of we realised he actually had a swear word on his cap as well that the producer had to blur out. So all the sort of wonders that you don't really notice when you're on Zoom and things, whereas in the past you'd be in a studio, have time to set up, time to chat, time to figure out the camera angles, where you're sitting, what you're wearing, that kind of stuff. But you sort of dive straight into it in this sort of, uh, interesting time. I actually got a coughing fit halfway through, not COVID, don't worry. Got something stuck in my throat. Had to go on mute, then forgot I was on mute. And I'm sure we've all been there in our meetings, but you're trying to do a professional interview as a broadcaster. <laughs> Maybe my standards should be higher. But that was Fabian Edwards. Thank you for listening to that. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV. Check out BNO on Twitter, BNO Cheltenham on Instagram as well for the latest equipment. 
as I say, still spending quite a lot of time at home, aren't we, as we wait for the June the 21st, which is the date in the UK for total freedom. Cannot wait. Psychologically, that's going to be a big thing, isn't it? It's the opportunity to socialise freely and fully as social animals, primates that we are, human beings. Um, so that's uh, the podcast today. And remember, cytoplan.co.uk, if you're looking to optimise your immunity as a multivitamin, as a foundation to my health, I do take Immune Complete 2 from Cytoplan. If you're a menstruating woman, you would take Immune Complete 1 because it contains iron, I believe, is the primary difference there. But if you head to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, my discount code is Draper, D-R-A-P-E-R, my last name, all capital letters, the numbers 1-0 and the capital letter R. 30% off upfront and 10% thereafter. I've got a good podcast coming up next week as well. It's with a guy called John Driscoll, who's a football commentator working for Sky Sports and other organizations primarily associated for a lot of people with La Liga's the coverage at Sky of uh, Spanish football and he's done a fantastic book called The 50 Most Influential Footballers going right back to the start the people that designed the game codified the game separated it from rugby and American football Aussie rules football back in the 1860s a chap called Charles Alcock I've had to read of the book and I've spoken to John actually this week so that's going to be up probably on Monday morning which uh, will be 6th 7th 8th of March so hopefully uh, check back for that but thank you in the meantime guys appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on itunes if you would like to follow me on social media i'm not particularly prolific or interesting on there but you can uh, head to ed draper 81 on twitter ed underscore draper 81 on instagram not on tiktok not doing that apparently manchester united my club are in football which i don't know what to think of that apparently pleased of how many followers they have on tiktok it just seems to be sort of like maniacal dancing sort of wedding dancing people are doing uh, filming themselves in the kitchen but never mind i'm getting old 40 this year cheers guys speak to you soon goodbye for now